Welcome to Jeremiah Smith Ministries, a place where you can grow in God's Word. Hey, let's get into it. Jeremiah 29 11, it says it like this. It says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. You know, God has an expected end for us. <laughs> he doesn't want you staying where you're at. He has an expected end for your life. He wants you to be at a certain place by the end of your life. You know, he didn't, you're not here by accident. He put you here for a reason and he has an expected end for you where you're supposed to be, praise the Lord. And you know, he wants you to get to that place. He, he didn't expect you to stay right there where you're at all your life, you know, doing you know, what you're doing. He wants you to get where he wants you to go and he has a purpose for every one of us. Jeremiah 29, 11, the Amplified says it like this. It says, for I know the thoughts and plans. I like that. He has thoughts. He has plans for us. And he has an expected end that he has for us, that I have for you, says the Lord, thoughts and plans for welfare and peace and not for evil, to give you hope. You know, I don't know about you. I like knowing that he gives you some hope. Amen. Some people may not have hope today, but he gives you hope, doesn't he? He has hope for you. He has thoughts. He has plans towards you. And he has an expected end. And here in this version says he has a, fi he has a final outcome for you. <laughs> Isn't that good to know? He has a final outcome where he wants you to go. I like knowing that. I don't know about you. I like knowing that he, he's a planner, you know, and my wife, she likes to plan, you know, she makes, she plans all kinds of events and she plans all kinds of things, you know, she, she does it to the detail, you know, because she's a good at planning, you know, she thinks of the details and she makes sure that things are done and she can make sure that the event goes well. She's good at planning big events, you know, she's, She's good with thoughts and plans, you know, of a, and putting it all together. You know, God did that with you. He had thoughts and he had plans and he put it all together. Oh yeah, and he has an expected end for you, a final outcome. And he has a place that he means for you to be by the end of your life. He, you know, you should be saying, hey, I, I finished everything that he had me to do when you get to the end of your life, you know? And that's what he wants for you. Jeremiah 29, 11 in the message version, it says it like this, I have it all planned out. <laughs> I like that. Isn't that good to think about? He has your life all planned out. He had a plan for you before you even got here. Plans to take care of you, not to abandon you. Plans to give you future and a hope. I don't know if you're hopeless today, but he has some hope for you. And he has an expected end for you. We're going to be talking about God's purpose today. And you know, God has a purpose for everyone on this planet. You know, not just you. He has purpose for everybody he's put on this planet. You know, you're a spirit in a body. And he, you came from heaven, you know, and he put you in that body and he had a purpose for you. You didn't just come from the back seat in mom and dad's vehicle. No, <laughs> no, no, no. You came by uh, the God sent you with a spirit into your body where you're at. And he had a purpose and plan for your life. Praise the Lord. I, I like to know that. I like to know he has a purpose and a plan for me, you know. That makes you get up and get excited about life, <laughs> you know. You expect something good's going to happen. And you know, you have some direction. You're not just going aimlessly. You have some direction because he has a purpose and plan for your life. You're not here by accident. You're not here by chance. You didn't, you didn't come from a monkey, you know. You didn't come from, uh, you know, some people come up with all kinds of things. You know, the, the big bang, you know. No, it was a big bang, but God sent your spirit into your body 
and he had a reason for you to be here right now for this time. Remember Esther, she said, I'm here for such a time as this, you know, and God has you here for such a time as this. Right now, you didn't just happen to get on this planet for no reason. You're supposed to be here right now because he has something he wants to accomplish for you. Something for you. He wants you to do right here, right now. Everybody, you know, people have died. People have gone away. But you're here and you're here for a reason. And you're here to affect people around you's lives. People to help other people again, help people to be encouraged and fulfill their destiny. And you know, and you're here to do that through your own original way that God put you on this earth. Have you ever asked yourself, why am I here? You know, I had problems with this when I was younger. You know, I was like, man, why am I here, God? Why, why am I here? What, what, what's the reasoning for me being here, God? You know, and he has a plan and a reason for you being here. We talked about this last week, you know. You put your, yourself in the right environment because you're a seed, you know, and you start producing in the right environment. You have the right light. You have the right water. You have the right, the, the right uh, nutrients, you know, and then you start producing that thing that's hidden within you, that hidden potential that's within you. You know, you'll start seeing a blade come up and you'll start seeing things that are hidden within you when you put yourself in the right environment, you know. You get yourself around the Word and you get yourself around the glory of God and you, you get yourself in the right environment and stuff starts happening, you know. I talked about this last week, you know, but I remember my mom, she took me to the uh, church, you know, and and uh, I got the call of the Lord there and I was sitting in the middle of the church, you know, and I was just sitting there and I was, I was just trying to enjoy the, the message, you know, and I saw the pastor up there and he's a well, sharp dressed looking man, you know, and, but I mean, he just had a fire about him and he was just excited about God, you know, his, he would talk about how his car was the first one there at the church, you know, and uh, he would, he'd be the first one there, you know, and uh, he wanted them to know he, he was going to spend some time in prayer and he cared about God. He didn't just come there to play games. He came there to spend time with God. And boy, it just it, it came out of just illuminated out of his life, you know. And he wanted to affect all the people there. And he did. And the glory of God was at that church. And the next thing I know, you know, I'm sitting in the middle of this church and I, I'm like, I want to be like that. You know, I knew that was what I was called to do sitting there in that pew that day. You know, and then, you know, I got my seat in the right environment. All of a sudden I see a blade come up, you know, because I'm in the right environment. You know, and God has some hidden things inside you that blow your mind if you put yourself in the right environment. You know, you'll start seeing a blade come up and you'll say, well, that's what I'm called to do. That's what I'm here for. That's what my purpose is, you know. But you got to place yourself in the right environment. Last week we ended on talking about choices, you know. You have to make some choices. You know, if you're, if you're going to put yourself in the right environment, you got to choose to put yourself in the right environment. You know, you got to choose to not watch five, uh, five movies tonight. You know, you may have to listen to messages, might have to get in the word a little bit. You know, you got to, you got to choose, use your time wisely. You know, if church is kicking off tomorrow morning and you said, I'm going to sleep in, you're not going to, you're not going to put yourself in the right environment. You got to put yourself in the right environment. You know, you being right here, right now. You're not here by accident. You're putting yourself in the right environment. And you're going to see a blade come up. You're going to see some things that you're called to do on the inside of you. You're going to see that purpose a little bit more clearly because you're placing yourself in the right environment. And that's a choice. You had a choice not to listen to this message. <laughs> you had a choice to do something different. 
But you took the right choice, I believe. I believe you chose right because you're here, praise the Lord. Amen. You're here, and I believe God's touching you right there where you're at, and he's causing that potential to grow out of your life. Are you going to work just any job? Are you going to do just anything? Are you going to do what you were meant to do, fulfill the purpose God had called you to do, you know? I was watching a movie last night, and uh, I, it was interesting because the, we went to a movie, me and my, my wife and my son, and I, at the beginning of the movie, it was showing a preview in the movie, and it was about uh, Serena Williams, you know, and uh, her sister there is about that, is what the movie was about. And it was interesting. I went to look up about Serena and, and their accomplishments, her family there, and it was interesting. Look, they'd won Grand Slams. They'd won a, many, they won Olympics, awards at the Olympics, gold medals. And uh, they've done so much more, you know. It's amazing all the things that they've done with their lives, you know. And, but that potential was in there, you know, and they released it. You know, and God's got some unusually good things he wants to do in your life. He wants to blow your mind with the things he wants to do in your life, you know. And you can't go by what someone says. And you can't go by what your school says and what other people say. you got to go by what God says. Let let God be true and every man a liar. Amen. God has things for you. And, you know, you don't need to listen to people around you. You need to be listening to what God's telling you you can do, you know. I'll never forget. He gave me a vision that I was going to be with a pastor in a church. And I saw it was going to be a... Actually saw me preaching to a church with blue carpet, you know. <laughs> I was like, wow. That was a detailed vision. And, you know, I got to start a, a church, you know, and I was working in a coffee house, you know, and or we had the church start in a coffee house there, you know, and had a little place there in the coffee house with a sound system and all this. And they would serve coffee, you know, and everything like that at the, in the coffee house. And then uh, we were there for some time, and then we got this opportunity to go into a church. And I, I was down the road from the building that we started our church in, and I got to walk in, and guess what? It had blue carpet in it and steps all the way up there. and It was all blue, you know. What does he put inside you? What are you seeing today, you know? He, he's put those things within you, and he has potential that he wants you to fulfill. He'll show you the details. He'll give you the, the things that you need. He's got a plan, and he's got it all thought out for you, you know, and he's wanting you to fulfill what he's called you to do. What were you meant to do? J John 12, 27 says it like this. Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this cause came I unto thee this hour. You know, Jesus knew his cause. Do you know your cause today? Do you go to bed at night thinking about your cause? Do you look in the mirror and see, hey, I, this, is, this is my cause, you know? Are you, you see somebody that's fulfilling your cause in your life, you know? John 12, 27, the Amplified says it like this, now my soul is troubled, and distressed, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour of trial and agony. But it was for this very purpose that I have come to this hour that I might undergo it. He said that this is the purpose that I'm here for. He knew his cause. He knew his purpose. What do you think about when you go to bed at night? Are you thinking that you're in God's cause? Or are you wondering all night long, why am I here? You know? Are you, are you thinking I'm right, I'm fulfilling what's on the inside of me? Or are you thinking when you're in the bed staring at the ceiling there, thinking, oh man, I wish I was in God's will. I really want to fulfill what's on the inside. You know, God has a cause for you. And Jesus was our example and he, he wanted to fulfill his cause when he was here on earth and he did it. 
you know, and you're supposed to fulfill your cause for what God's called you to do the whole time you're on this earth. He's got something he's planned for you to do, and you're not supposed to cut yourself short of that. You're not supposed to accept less than that. No, you're supposed to accept the best that God has for you. You know, he said, I came to give you life, and I come to give it to you more abundantly. You know, and he wants you to have an abundant, good life. He has some good things for you. He didn't want you to settle for less than the best. God has the best for you because he's a good father. John 18, 37 says it like this. This is Jesus. When he's talking to Pilate here, he says, Pilate, therefore, said unto him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end I was born. And for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. And everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. Listen, though, he says that this was the cause that I was born. You know, he was very mindful that he was fulfilling everything within him, you know, and, and your purpose is within you. You know, he was wanting to fulfill everything within his heart and fulfill that cause that he was born for. Are you fulfilling the cause that you were born for? Are you doing that today? You know, are you are you stepping out and whatever area that is or starting something or whatever the area that is fulfilling the cause that you're called for? You know, what are you called to do today? What is it? You know, are you supposed to start a business? Are you supposed to do something in ministry? What are you called to do today? What has he called you to do? God has a purpose for you. Jesus knew the cause why he was here. Do you know the cause why you're here today? It's important that we're looking at that. You know, are you thinking about that? You know, are you just going aimlessly through life? You know, I did that for many years. I know all about it, you know, and God doesn't want you doing that. He has a cause for you. Are you getting up every day or heading to the, heading to the cause or where are, why are you here? You know, the, you know, are you heading that way? Are you thinking about why am I here all the night? Or when you lay down at night, are you thinking about why am I here? You know? God has a cause for you. 2 Timothy 4, 6 says it like this. It says, For I am ready being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure from this world is at hand, and I will soon go free. I like that about Paul, you know. He's, he's saying, hey, I'm, I'm being poured out like a drink offering, you know. And we should be pouring our life out like a drink offering. You know, you want to be empty when this life's over. And everything that within you, you've, you've poured out to fulfill what God's called you to do. Think about that, you know. Paul wanted it all to be poured out in his life, you know. He was apostle to the to the, the nations there. He, he went out and he went and started up churches all over the place, you know. And he was pouring himself out trying to set these churches up, leave teaching and letters. He did everything he could do, pouring himself out his dream to reach out to other people, you know. Philippians 2.17 says it like this. It says, but even I am being poured out as a drink offering on the sacrifice and service of your faith. For preaching the message of salvation, still I rejoice and share my joy with you all. <laughs> I like that. You know, pouring, that tells you, pouring out all the stuff within you, pouring out your dream and pouring out within you and all the stuff of getting it out and fulfilling that passion and dream. He says that there's going to be joy. He had joy to all those people. You think about that today. There's a joy and fulfilling your purpose. There's a joy in having a dream. There's a joy to life when in a fulfillment to life when you're doing what God's asked you to do with your life, you know? You think about that, that purpose that he has for your life, there's joy in it. 
You're not going to have joy not doing what God has you to do. You're not going to enjoy just getting up, going to work and put no reasoning with what you're doing, you know. You know, and you may have to do that until you get to the dream and the goal that you're doing. But what are you doing on the side? Are you working towards it? Are you, are you doing what you can do now to get you where you need to be? You know, you could be working towards it. You know, there's lots of hours in the night. <laughs> Amen. There's lots of hours in the evening and there's lots of hours. You can get up a little bit earlier, you know, and you can go to your reaching towards a dream and a, and a purpose that God has for you. You're being poured out. Notice Paul was poured out all within him. <laughs> you think about that today. Are you pouring all that's within you today? You know, I mean, there's there's too much to be excited about life. You know, you think about COVID and all these things people have been dealing with, you know, and they've stressed, you know, but we're Christians, folks. We still have so much joy to look forward to, so much good things to look forward to, all the joy within us and our purpose that we have. We should see things a little different. That's what makes us different than the world is that we have a joy inside of us and a purpose inside of us and a dream inside of us to fulfill. That's what makes us different. That's what makes us different than the average person out there. And that's what they're looking for. They're looking for some people that are, have some hope. Some people that are looking forward to what they're doing with their life, you know. That's what the world needs. They need to see people that are, are heavy dreamers and people that love their purpose that God's given them. They're going to want the God you have when they see that, hey, he, he's enjoying what he's doing with his life, you know. They're going to want that. That makes them hungry for God, you know. They say, well, man, he's enjoying getting up and going. He's working at night on something. Working on something on the side, he's, he's reaching forth to try to get to that dream and that purpose. Pour out all that's within you. <laughs> Amen. Pour it all out and be a blessing to the world, you know. You know, Miles Monroe was talking about, you know, I don't know if you know who Miles Monroe is, but Miles Monroe is a world great, great teacher of God. And uh, it was interesting, you know, and he's passed away now, but uh, he used to talk about how there was, uh, there's a graveyard and it was, uh, how it's so valuable. The graveyard's one of the most valuable places in the world. And it's because people went to the grave with all this great potential within them and they had so much in, inside of them when they went to the grave, you know. And you don't want to be a person that goes to the grave with the potential that God has on the inside of you. You want to pour it out to the world. How many books haven't been written? How many, how many songs haven't been sung? How many poets, poems haven't gotten out? How many businesses hadn't been started that people had within them that they could have changed the world with if they would have done something with it? You know, God put that in you. He said, delight myself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. He puts those desires in you and he's put those in you so that you could fulfill what he has you here for right now. Don't rob the world of that. Don't rob me of that. I'd like to have a good song to encourage me. Don't rob me of a poem that could encourage me. I got it right behind me. If you're looking on the YouTube, I have a, a book of poems from a, a Christian gentleman, and he made sure that he got that all in a book. He made sure he got every poem in there. He passed away not too long ago at a very young age, but he made sure he left behind all these wonderful poems about Jesus and wonderful poems that were on his life. He made sure he put that in book form for me. And I get to look at those and I can read them to you and I can read something to encourage somebody out of there. But what would have happened if he took that to the grave? What if it would have happened if he took that with him and he went to the grave with it? We wouldn't have that today. And you know, how many songs would we not have had if people would have took it to the grave with him and how many more 
have people taken to the grave. God has some wonderful things that he wants to share with this life, but you've got to be a person that pours yourself out and make sure that you reach to everybody with all that's within you, you know? I was watching a comedy the other day with my son, and it was about this gentleman. Uh, he, he, he was working a job he hated, you know, and and then it was interesting because he he decided that he was he told his wife he says I've got this this painting in my heart and I just gotta paint this painting you know and so he does he takes about a week off of work you know and and he goes out there in the garage he puts up this big uh, big old thing there to paint this painting you know and I mean he's throwing paint everywhere you know and slinging paint I mean all kinds of paints everywhere you know and then he covers himself in paint and jumps against this thing you know he's trying to create this thing he has in his head you know and uh, he he's going out and getting more paint and more paint creating this thing and working on this thing and uh, he just keeps trying to get this art to get it right where it was where he saw it in his mind you know and finally he, he just touches it up with a brush a few times and he goes and gets his wife. He says, I got it. You know, I finally got what was in my mind. You know, he's got his wife and his kids there. And they're like, whoa, whoa. You know, they're looking at this painting, you know. And it starts to fall on him, you know, because there's so many layers of paint on there. But he wanted to get what was in his mind out. And he wanted to make sure he put it, to, put it out there so somebody could see it, you know. What, how many things have we not gotten to see because people don't get those things out of their heart, you know? Even before my grandmother passed away, you know, she had a poem that she wrote. And it was about me, you know, and it was interesting that she, but she got that poem out, you know? But what if she, you know, I never heard what she was saying through that poem, you know, and it blessed me. They even read it at her funeral, you know? And, uh, but she put that out there, you know? What are you not putting out? What are you, are you pouring everything without within you, you know, that God's put on the inside of you? There's some wonderful things we can be doing, wonderful things we can be doing to touch people's lives around the world. And you have so much more in you, it would blow your mind if you got to looking at all the things God's put in you. First Corinthians, the second chapter there, if you look at that, it talks about how it would blow your mind all the things that he's put inside of you. You know, he's put some amazing things inside of people, but they're just not willing to put them out there for other people, you know? And it's it's amazing, you know, they're, miss, they're, they're, they're not reaching people they could be reaching. You could be taking someone to heaven with you if you just do something. Well, if it was just one person, just one person got to step into glory and dance with you down the golden streets, amen? Wouldn't it be worth it if it was just even just one person? Think about that, you know, don't take it to the grave. Don't rob people of that those wonderful gifts that you have. You need to be a blessing to the world and reaching out to the world. What are, what are you doing about the purpose within you today? I, I like Peter, you know, Peter got out of the boat, stepped out on the water, you know. Jesus had to help him, of course, you know, but he walked on the water, you know. He was willing to step out. He was willing to get up out of the boat and walk on the water, you know. Maybe today you need to get out there, you know, step out, have a little faith and trust God and get out there, you know, hey, sure, you might fall, but Jesus will pick you back up, amen. But at least Peter was able to say to the others, you know, he, I gave him bragging rights to the others, you know, he was willing to sink or swim, he jumped out there, used some faith, <laughs> amen. But they gave him bragging rights to the others, you know, you don't think, you don't think Peter didn't say something like, at least I got out of the boat. <laughs> <laughs> they may give him trouble by him sinking, but he could always say, I got out of the boat. <laughs> Are you able to say that today? Are you able to say, I got out of the boat? I gave it a shot. 
I went after it. You know, or did you, can you at least say that? You know, it's important that we get out. We get all that's within us out of us and fulfill what God has called us to do. Let's look at Genesis 16 real quick here. Genesis 16, and we're going to look at Sarah and Abraham for just a moment here. And listen to what it says here about Sarah and Abraham. It says, now Sarah, Abraham's wife, was, she was born him no children, but she had an Egyptian slave named Hagar. She said to Abraham, the Lord has kept me from having children, so go sleep with my slave. Perhaps I can build a family through her. Abraham agreed what Sarah had said. Now, you know, Abraham, you got to understand, he's wanting to have a child. This is the thing that's on his heart. This is the thing him and God's talked about. God's promised him he's going to have Isaac, you know. But now Abraham and his wife are trying to make a better solution. When God already promised him, he said he's going to give him a child. But they're trying to create a solution for this, you know. And they're trying to do something on their own. And listen to what it says here. Abraham agreed to what Sarah said. So after Abraham had been living in Canaan 10 years, Sarah, his wife, took her Egyptian slave Hagar, gave her to her husband to be his wife. He slept with Hagar and she conceived. And when she knew she was pregnant, she began to despise her mistress. Then Sarah said to Abraham, you are responsible for the wrong I am suffering. Isn't that interesting? She's blaming Abraham, you know, uh, yet this was her idea. I put my slave in your arms. Now that she knows she is pregnant, she despises me. May the Lord judge between you and me. Your slave is in your hands, Abraham said. Now do with her whatever you think best. And then Sarah mistreated Hagar, so she fled from her. And of course, the story goes on when the Lord comes to uh, comes to uh, Hagar, and she blesses her kid there, you know, and says that she'll multiply her kids there, and he's, he's going to help her through this. But you know, it's interesting. You know, they tried to come up with their own solution. They, they tried to come up with some things in their own life. You know, have you ever been that way? Is your world created by the things that you created? <laughs> You know, did you set up the things that you have set up? And you wonder why there's struggles and there's pain and challenges in your life, you know? Are you sitting for a world, are you settling for a world that you created? You know, did you create the circumstances you're in? And you're like, God, why why is it like this? Why am I going through so much? But did you set it up that way? You know, God has a better way. He has a better life for you, you know? And God had a better life for Abraham. He He had Isaac coming. And he did what he promised, and he's, he made sure that Isaac did show up in his life. And he's got something special for you if you let him do that in your life. Are you living in a world that God created for, it to, for you to be in, you know? Are you, are you living in a world that God created? You know, I'll never forget falling after God's will, you know. I'm, I was seeking God's purpose, and I started out playing some Christian music, and then and then I felt like the Lord was telling me to go to Ramah, you know, and I'll never forget, you know, he's after some prayer time, he gave me some details. I took off after God's will. And it's amazing how God gets involved with you when you're getting in God's will. Even when I'm doing right here with podcast, you'd be surprised how often he gives me direct words and gives me direct messages for people. You know, it's amazing, you know, but when you're, you're doing what God's called you to do, he speaks so much to you. It's amazing. He gets involved in it. He loves to talk. He talk. If he's not talking to you a lot, you're probably not doing something he's asking you to do. You know, he talks to me all the time about these podcasts and things, and tells me what to put in them. And it's because I'm doing what he's telling me to do. And you know, you look at. I never forget back when I was going to Rama. You know, he spoke to me and prayed for some while for a while, and I wrote down all the stuff he said for me. 
to do as I went to Bible school, you know, going after God's purpose in my life and God's plan for my life, you know. And I started working those purpose. I went out there, you know, didn't have any money. <laughs> had to have tuition when I started. I had to pay every month in this thing as I got there, you know, and God made it take care of it. I, did, I don't know a dime on that school uh, when I, after I left there. And it's because God took care of it because I was in the plan that he had for me, you know. You know, he's got your plan all worked out. He's got your plan all worked the way it needs to go. And all those past are pre... I like that translation. It says he has past prearranged and picked for you. One translation says living the good life. You know, he's, he's got a good life for you. And he's got some things he wants you to fulfill. But it's all within you, you know. And you've got to listen to what he's saying and listen to what that purpose is so you can fulfill what God's called you to do. Paul realized this with his life. Paul was very passionate for God. Paul thought he was doing God a favor by persecuting Christians. He was doing a good thing, right? He was, he was doing a good thing. He was passionate about God. You say, well, he was persecuting Christians, Jeremiah. Yeah, but he thought he was doing it for God. He was passionate about God. You know, he didn't want him mocking God. He didn't want anybody doing something wrong with God. He, was, he studied at the, at the feet of Gamal. He, 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 he's passionate about God. He had some of the finest teachers teaching him and he, he wanted to do something for God. And that's why God, when he got a hold of him, he was a person that was so passionate, wrote the two-thirds of the New Testament, you know. But he was doing something good, but it wasn't right. You know, and I don't know about you, it's so easy to be doing something good, but it's not right. You know, you want to be doing what's right. Galatians 1.14 says it like this. He said, and profited the Jews' religion above many my equals and my own nation being more exceedingly zealous for the traditions of my fathers. Notice he's saying that he studied and he was a person of great study and he was zealous for God more than the Jews in his own religion, but he wasn't doing, he was doing something good, but it wasn't right. Are you doing something good that's not right today in your life? I mean, you know, it's easy to be doing that. You're, you're doing things you think are good things in your life. You feel like you're doing things that are good, but is it the right thing? Is it the thing that God wants you to be doing now? Many people are doing something good, but, it, but is it right? You know, you know, it, you know, I was supposed to be going to Raymond, but I could have been doing something else, right? I could have kept working in a warehouse, <laughs> I could have been working a job, you know, and trying to help my family, but that wasn't what he wanted me to do, right? He wanted me to fulfill a destiny for my life, you know, and you need to fulfill that destiny he has for you, you know? That's what Satan likes to do a lot of times. He likes to get you to do something really good, but it doesn't mean it's right. He, he loves to get you distracted with things that are really good, but it doesn't mean that it's right for you. You know, and God will make sure those good things are taken care of. He'll make sure all that stuff's taken care of if you're doing what's right. Paul realized he had been trained all his life to be an apostle to the nations. You know, through all this, he was being trained. You know, he got all this study and he knew the scriptures. But man, I made it to where he could relate it to you and me because he was he came up with all the teaching that he had. He was able to have so much unbelievable revelation of Jesus Christ. He was able to share that with us. He sat at the feet of Gamal, I said, and when God set him on the right course, you know, he, he did so much more. Let's look at this here in Acts, the 22nd chapter here in the first verse. 
This isn't like this. Brothers and fathers, listen now to my defense. When they heard him speak to them in Aramaic, they believed very, became very quiet. Then Paul said, I am a Jew born in Tarsus, a silica, but brought up in this city. I studied under Gamal and was thoroughly trained in the law of our ancestors. I was just as zealous for God as any of you are today. I persecuted the followers of the way of their, to their death arresting both men and women, throwing them into prison as high priests and all the council came themselves testify. I can I obtained letters from them to, uh, to their associates in Damascus and went there to bring these people as prisoners to Jerusalem to be punished. About noon, as I came near Damascus, suddenly a bright light from heaven flashed around me. I fell to the ground and heard a voice say to me, Saul, Saul, well, why do you persecute me? You know, I kind of had an experience like this too. I remember rededicating my life to the Lord. I was coming back from a party, I'll never forget. And I was going down the road after the party, you know, and my mom and my friends, man, they were getting us high and we were doing all kinds of things, you know. And I actually, I got saved at 13, but I got away from the Lord and I kind of got, got kind of far off is what ended up happening. And then I left this party. I'll never forget, I was driving in my sports car on the way home. And I never forget the Lord speaking to me. And he said, <clears throat> he said to me, you don't have to live like this. And I'll never forget. It was loud like somebody's in my car. <laughs> and he said, you don't have to live like this. It's kind of like what Paul was dealing with here. He was getting Paul's attention. He says, why you persecute me? He's, he's getting his attention. He says, why you persecute he, He's saying, you're, you're messing with my, my family. You know, you're persecuting me. And Paul understood exactly where he was coming from, just like I did that night. You know, he's, he understood exactly where God was coming from because he had been studying covenant, you know. And when you're talking about covenant, you know, you're talking about my family. And he was persecuting God's family. And listen to what he says here. He says, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you are persecuting. He replied, my champions saw the light, but they did not understand the voice of him who was speaking to me. What shall I do? I asked, get up. And the Lord said, and go into Damascus. There will be told you all that you've been assigned to do. You know, and God had an assignment for him and he has an assignment for you today. Even Paul, you know, you look at his life, he had an assignment he wasn't just going milly around and just going out and trying to get people saved. He had an assignment, and that was to establish churches and being an apostle. And God has an assignment for you. It's not probably like Paul's, and it, it may not be like Jesus's. You know, Jesus was meant to go to the cross. It doesn't mean everybody was meant to go to the cross. He has an assignment for everybody. You didn't have an assignment like Paul, and Paul established all these churches. It may be that you're supposed to establish a bunch of churches, you know, but he has an assignment specifically tailored to you and a purpose he has for you, praise the Lord. And he said that he, and we'll go on down here just a little bit. He says here, he had a sign to do. My champions led me by the hand of Damascus because the brilliance of the light had blinded me. A man named Ananias came to see me. He was a devout observer of the law and highly respected by all the Jews living there. He stood beside me and said, Brother Saul, receive your sight. And at that very moment, I was able to see him. Then he said, The God of our ancestors has chosen you to know his will and to see the righteous one and to hear words from his mouth. 
you will be his witness to all the people of what you have seen and heard and now what you are waiting for. Get up, be baptized, and wash your sins away, calling his name. And when I returned to Jerusalem and was praying at the temple, I fell into a trance and saw the Lord speaking to me. Quick, he said, leave Jerusalem immediately because the people here will not accept your testimony about me. See, he had a specific assignment for him. He said that they're not going to receive your testimony there. So he had to get him into another place. He said, Lord, I replied, these people know that I, I went from one synagogue to another to imprison and beat those who believe in you. And when the blood of your martyr Stephen was shed, I stood here giving my approval and guarding the clothes of those who were killing him. Then the Lord said to me, go and I will send you far away to the Gentiles. So he had a specific tailored purpose to minister to the Gentiles. And you know, God has a specific tailored purpose for you. You didn't just happen to, you know, your spirit just didn't come into your body and you have no purpose. No, he, he sent your spirit into your body. And because he has you a purpose, he has a specific area that he wants you to reach people and to have, make a big impact on the world. And you say, well, I'm just an average person. Well, no, that's not the way God sees you. He doesn't see a seed not impacting the world. You know, uh, when I put a tree in the ground, you know, I have some beautiful trees in the backyard of my home here. We're on about an uh, acre of property here. We have some beautiful trees here, you know. But, uh, you know, that little bitty seed has a great impact on my yard back there. I have big, massive trees in the back, and it started from a little seed. And, you know, and it had a has a great impact on the yard back there. I mean, one limb falls. I have right now one limb that actually fell into the yard. And I have to cut that thing up with a chainsaw and all kinds of pieces because it's so big. It makes a huge impact on my yard. <laughs> well, you know, your life may seem little to you right now, but it has a big impact on the world. Amen. You're supposed to be making a big impact on the world. And you can be doing something good, but it's not always right. You need to be doing what's right. What is it that's right for you today, you know? You know, even when you're applying for a job, they want the right fit, right? They want somebody that's right for the position. That's what they say all the time. Hey, you're a good, we're looking for somebody that's a good fit, you know? And you know, and you need to be in the good fit for what God has for you in the kingdom. What is it God's called you to do? You know, you may not be called to play basketball. You know, somebody plays basketball and they're not gifted. They get out there, they drag the whole team down, you know? You know, they get out there and man, he can't make a shot or he can't do very good, can't pass the ball, you know, that hurts the whole team, you know. But if you're somebody that's talented, you know, and say like a Michael Jordan, he gets out there, slam dunks it, you know, and he passes, he, he gets out there, makes it all kinds of points, you know, his shoes even right now are selling at crazy numbers because of the gift that he has in his life and it's put in the right place, you know. You have a specific gift that you're supposed to be doing, something that going to impact the world and be a blessing to the people around you. You may be doing something good, but it doesn't always mean that it's right. What's right for you? What is it that's the right thing and the right fit for you? God's purpose is right. Hey, that's, that's what you want to be in. That's God's purpose. That's what's right. What's right for you? What will make you fulfilled today, you know? Uh, you know, maybe you're so unhappy you can't stand getting up in the morning. Well, what is it that makes you happy? What is it that makes you fulfilled? What is it that God's called you to be? Praise the Lord. I remember this when I was in a Christian band. I played in a Christian band for quite some time. 
And you know, before that, I played in lots of regular bands, you know, but I played in a Christian band. And, uh, you know, I, but I knew I, have, I was called to ministry. I'd known that for some years, you know, that I was called to ministry. And, uh, you know, I, just, I like to play music, but I was called to ministry, you know. And I'll never forget right before, you know, I left that band, you know, the uh, drummer had come back. He was, he, he joined, he was in the military and he came back, you know, left the military and he wanted to play music with all of his heart, you know, and he came back to our band. And, oh man, he was extremely talented extremely talented you know and he came back and he came to us and we were playing and it'd be our last show and man we played we sound so good i was like oh man we sounded at our best you know and yet i was going to tell him after the show i'm, I'm leaving to go to bible school you know i had something else within me you know and it was something good i was doing ministering to others but i had something else within me you know and I want to be poured out like Paul said. I want to pour all that's within me and fulfill what God's called me to be, you know? Are you doing that? You know, are you doing something good but not right? You need to be doing what's right for you, fulfilling a destiny. Not just doing something good, but fulfilling a destiny that God has for you. David understood this, you know, and he he, he was sitting there slaying bears and he was slaying the, he was slinging animals everywhere. He took out, he said, I took out the lion, I took out the bear, you know. That's just practice for David, you know. <laughs> Taking out a lion and a bear. I can't even imagine fighting a bear. I can't even imagine fighting a lion. But David, he's taking them out in his spare time taking care of sheep, you know. But, you know, this was all practice for him. You know, all he was doing that, and he was doing something good, taking care of the sheep, and he could have took care of his sheep all of his life, but he was called to something greater. And you know, you look here at 1 Samuel 17 and 36 verses, it says, Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine will be one of them because he has defiled the armies of God. And then he steps onto the world stage there, and he sees Goliath, you know, in front of everybody. He's already been working on this thing in his spare time. You know, you could be working on your destiny on the spare time, getting ready for something good, something great that God's got for you. He's sitting there taking care of sheep, doing something good, and he could have stayed in that, but he, he decided he's going to fulfill a destiny. And he gets out there, and his brothers are hiding. They're scared, shaking. <laughs> but David's already been, he's, he's been working this thing. He's already been whipping lions and whipping bears, you know, and he probably had a bear coat on when he went out there, you know, and they had some a lion, uh, you know, scarf on when he went out there. I mean, he, he was going to probably, he probably was intimidating to, Goliath out there and, and he knew that his slingshot could do this. Obviously he probably took out the others like this. He just pulls out his slingshot, you know, his weapon of choice at this time. And he takes down Goliath right there on the world stage. You know, what, what's your Goliath today? What's your dream today? What are you taking down today? What are you fulfilling? What purpose are you fulfilling today? You know, and it, you know, it's important that you're fulfilling what God's called you to do. What is it today that God's called you to do? David knew he was meant for so much more. And you were meant for so much more than I believe that most people are even settling for. God can do more than what you think or meant. You know that we pray that prayer on Mondays, you know, with uh, coffee confessions there. And, uh, and, you know, we were praying it, uh, on uh, Wednesday there about how God wants to do more than you can even ask or think. You think about that. You know, some people aren't even doing what they're asking they're not even doing what's in their mind that's right now, you know, and God can yet do so much more than that. We're limiting ourselves so much more. I believe God's disappointed in us 
because we're not reaching for our dreams and reaching for those things that he can do. Jesus paid by his blood for you to be able to reach for those dreams and those goals that he's put within you. And you need to be reaching for all the big things that God's put into your spirit. Are you pouring yourself out to the world? Or are you not gonna, are you gonna go to the grave with all that within you? you know? Are you gonna pour it out to the world everything that's within you it's that's what we need to be doing making sure that we're empty when we leave this life you know it's important that we're fulfilling the purpose that god has for our life we're going to talk next week a little bit how you know what that purpose is a little bit a few things that you can see there in the scriptures there so you can see what that purpose is but you need to make sure that you're poured it out to the world so he he steps up to the giant takes him out god has so much more for you what giant can you take out Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Father, for your goodness. We thank you, Father, for your mercy today, Father. We just lift you up today. Father, we ask that everybody listening, Father, that you help them fulfill the purpose that you have for their lives. Help them to see it more clearly each week as we're talking about this, the dream and the goal and the purpose that you put in their heart today, Father. What they're on this earth to do, Father, help them to see it more clearly every day father we pray and father as we lift this up to you father lord help those that are down helping to be encouraged right now helping to be strengthened right there father helping to be their spirits to be lifted up father with your peace and your joy right there father where they're at we pray and father we just thank you we thank you there's one right now that's depressed that you're giving them joy there's one that's sad that you're giving them peace right there father and father we just thank you father for it in jesus name and if you don't know jesus today and you want to know Jesus, this is the time to do it, man. Don't walk away. This is when you should do it. Do it right now, you know, and give him your life. He's the most wonderful God in this that there is. There's not another God. And, and you need to give him your life so he can help you fulfill that purpose why you're here. Help you, help you to fulfill what he's called you to do on this earth. He has so many great things for you because he's your maker. And he has so many things he wants you to do in this life. Let's pray this with me. I'm going to read it. I'm going to pray a prayer after, from Romans 10, 9 and 10. The Bible says, if you confess the Lord Jesus and confess him as your Lord and, and believe God's risen him from the dead, you shall be saved. So let's pray this together right now. Are you ready? I hope that you're ready. Let's pray it. Father, I just confess Jesus as Lord. And Father, I believe you've risen Jesus from the dead. And I accept Jesus as Lord of my life right now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. If you pray that prayer, you're saved right now. Write it down. Get, get the time. Today's uh, what? November the 14th. Write that down. And uh, November the 14th, and I'm in Central Time, so it'll be 10 Central Time. You got saved. Write that down so you don't forget it. You need to remember this time, you know. And if the enemy comes to you and he says, You didn't get saved, you say, Whoa, 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 well, wait a minute. Here, November the 14th. At 10 Central Time, I got saved. I accepted Jesus as Lord of my life right then, you know. And you start fulfilling what God has for you. Listen to what we have audio-wise and download it. Listen to it. You know, go to uh, listen to other great ministers of God and get build yourself up and get encouraged and let God help you fulfill a destiny he has for your life. Now let me know here at jeremiasministries at yahoo.com that you got saved or put it in the comments here. I'm about to look at those and... We'll take a look at those and pray with the things that are in there that need to be prayed. Let us know. I'm about to tune out here, but I'll still be in here to do a little chatting. So don't you go away if you want to chat with me there. We love you. God bless you. I'm so glad that you came. I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful day. If you'd like to contact us for a prayer, 
praise reports, or offerings, go to jeremiasmithministries.podbean.com. Thank you for listening.